0: Let's see. So what we were talking about yesterday is the concept of how we have to recognize our the limitations on human thought and logic, right? That this is it's useful, but there are limitations. So we're on page 351 and we're up to number 11. The, the, in terms of trying to illustrate the idea that how far our how far our scientific or logic or human intuition can take us and where the limitations will be met. This is true in many instances. For example, the normal course of thought and logic dictates that absolute emptiness should be possible. Yet sound scientific arguments have proven that there is no such thing. I don't know when necessarily what that's referring to in terms of what we would describe. Anyways, we'll leave that aside. Similarly, logic would dictate that physical bodies cannot be divided an infinite number of times. Yet scientific arguments disprove this. Ordinary thinking also denies that the earth is a sphere or that the earth is only one 166 the size of the sun. Many other things proven by science are disputed by one's thinking. Uh, now, I, I don't think we need to focus on his specific examples. I don't think his specific examples are necessarily true. We can come up with different examples today, but the point that he is saying, which is important, is to recognize limitations of human human intuition, human logic, which I think is still true today. The same holds true for the sages. Whatever they permitted was not based on their own logic or what seemed reasonable to them was rather a result of the wisdom they inherited and received as a tradition. The same is true for their prohibitions. Someone who fails to appreciate their wisdom and instead subordinates their statements to his own reasoning and logic will find them to be foreign ideas, just as the statements of physicists and astronomers seem foreign to common folk. Very important point, right? So when you're speaking to someone who is a true expert in any specific topic, and they explain to you what's going on behind the scenes, Sometimes, you know, the the intuition will tell us something very, very different, but the expert and the elite can explain what is the reality based on some scientific knowledge. And so, too, is true when it comes to the rabbi's understanding of the Torah and how that affects and impacts our lives. While the sages utilize the precise rules of halachic derivation and thereby rule on permissible and prohibited practices with accuracy, they still indicate when something inappropriate has been derived using these rules. For example, they decry eating the meat of the coast coast, right? That interesting type of animal that we spoke about yesterday, where it will have the people will think they were eating meat from an animal that wasn't slaughtered. Extracting money from a person by using legal loopholes, using the leniency of walking outside the city limits on the Sabbath by means of the eruv, for many women to marry using technicalities which allow for legal marriage and using legal subterfuge to absolve oaths and pledges. All the above meet the technical legal requirements, but they are lacking in the proper religious devotion, right? So we talk about the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. And even if the rabbis sometimes define things and, and they make it clear to us, technically this is permitted. The letter of the law will be okay. But sometimes we have to recognize the importance of going beyond the letter of the law and trying to think about what the spirit is attempting to accomplish and focusing on that aspect. The fact is that you need both. For you, if you emphasize only the technical legalities, you'll be able to practice countless acts of subterfuge of the type mentioned. But if you depart from the legal boundaries, which form a fence for the Torah, and instead emphasize only religious devotion, this will lead to heresy and everything will be lost, right? So sometimes we think to ourselves listen, I can just focus on what the overall arching uh, objective of the Torah is. The Torah wants to be basic, decent human beings. The Torah wants to have Jewish values, so to speak, right? So focus on that and don't get so caught up in the technicalities. That is a recipe for disaster, a recipe for a lack of continuity. And as has been shown time and time again, it will not last. On the other hand, if you get too caught up in the niceties and the the traditional understandings, the technical legalities without recognizing what the purpose of these laws are, you also can be a very not nice person with what we call virashos ha-Torah, with the permission of the Torah. There's a phrase that the rabbis use to describe this. They call this an individual who is eating kosher meat, drinking kosher wine, davens three times a day. He makes the blessings before and after. But he sits down every night and he takes two bottles of wine and he guzzles them down. And he has you know, a huge 42-ounce uh, you know, steak, totally kosher, the best shrita out there, right? You're called a novel Satora, someone who is technically meeting the ideas of what the Torah wants to do, but completely missing the point ultimately. The Kuzari said, this being the case, I can see that the rabbinical Jew, who unites both facets of Judaism, is superior to the Karaite in both external practice and internal devotion. Such a person's heart will be at peace with his Torah, since it is a tradition from the trustworthy sages whose wisdom emanates from God. As for the Karaite, no matter what level he reaches through his devotion, his heart will not be at peace, because he knows that all of his worship is based on logic and reasoning. He therefore cannot be at peace. Nor can he be confident that his actions are in fact desirable to the creator. There's a very important point. In life, when we are making decisions based on our own intuition and our own knowledge, right? At times we aren't really certain if this really the right thing to do or not really the right thing to do. We're not sure, but we have to do it anyways. And some of us are okay with that. Some of us are perfectionists, right? I, I don't fall into that camp. And some of us will then get anxious if we're not sure that we make the right decision or not. But if you're able to say I'm following the dictates of the way that the rabbis interpret the Torah, which, after all, is what God wants us to do, I don't need to think too much into it. Then I know I'm doing the right thing because this is what I was commanded to do. He will furthermore be disturbed, knowing that among other nations, many people are even more fervent than he in their own religious devotion. Once again, referring to the Karai. But I still would like to ask you about the eruv, right? So the Khazari responds, the king responds. I would like to ask you about the Arab. The Arab is the concept of the the strings that we put up around the area and by doing so it permits people to carry in that area which on a torah level maybe not be permitted to carry or maybe only rabbinic let's see how the kuzari takes this question it's funny i had guests over on friday night a student who's doing an internship um, at amazon this summer and she's staying with her mom's best friend in stanford who is currently a city on the city council of palo alto actually and she said her, her um, this woman asked her, not Jewish woman, she said, what's the story with those strings? I know I'm on the city council. I know I'm supposed to know something about the strings around Palo Alto that allow like, Jewish people to carry on Shabbat. Like, what's the deal with that? Right? So I had to give her the whole uh, explanation this past Friday night. So but the Guzari says to the rabbi, I still would like to ask you about the er- a leniency in the commandment of the Sabbath. How can you permit what God forbade using such a despicable and lowly legal subterfuge? You know, the truth is, this is going to be a little bit of a more involved and complicated topic, because we're going to have to discuss what the Arab is. He's going to go through it, but I don't think it makes sense to really start this until we can give it justice and actually uh, go through it properly. Okay. Tomorrow night, Ezra Seshem, God willing, at 7 o'clock. Good to see you, Audrey. Take care. Real quick. Why did yes. you say that the right approach is logical? They denied the Oral Torah. They... they follow the written Torah, he characterizes that as logical. I don't get that. So what he means to say is that the Karite would make the argument that what he is doing is eminently logical because he's following his own logic as opposed to relying on a logic that he won't necessarily understand. So the Karite says it is possible for me to understand everything. And the Torah says something, I can understand that. I can explain it. I can delve to the bottom of it and I'll be able to understand it, Right. Whereas the, the rabbinic approach has always been to recognize what's possible to understand, what's not possible to understand, and then to follow what the rabbis have, to, have dedicated, and that's that. By the way, this is the same um, same dispute on an interesting note, same dispute with um between the, the Protestants and the Catholics of all people, right? So the Protestants also follow this approach of the Karaites, that they think that they can understand things logically, and they're not dependent on a central authority, right, to interpret the, the Torah and their examples, their, their laws, right? But it's a similar idea. Right. The, the idea of and, and typically it will also go along with of course being more traditionally oriented, right? So it's true once again, the same same idea. The more traditionally oriented you are, the more you're willing to submit yourself to what the tradition has posited over. So the they year. figure it out themselves and they use their logic to do so. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't mean that, that it, it doesn't mean that it is actually more logical what they are thinking. Right, saying. right. But they so that's one what they is, think. Yeah. Exactly. That's how they justify it. That's how they justify it. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, take care, guys. We all connect.